Welcome to the Our Destiny Podcast. As promised, you know, when we were singing, we were talking about abandoned. Now, Colin looked up the word abandoned, and his, according to his phone, it is forsaken. Forsaken. Which is, which is a great help, because if you didn't know what the word abandonment, abandoned meant... That doesn't really, you know, what on earth is forsaken? Um, does, does that, do you know what forsaken is? Forsake, I mean, forsake, it's just, um, what, what, just give us a bit more simple English. Abandoned. Left. Left. Alone. Okay. Anything else? Come on, Colin. Uninhibited. Oh, that's a bit different. Let's try that one. I can't spell it. Uninhib. There's lots of eyes. That would be a good... Uh, you know, if you played Hangman and you said I, you'd feel... Uninhib. Two Bs? On in hip two T's. On in hibited. <laughs> Sorry, I, this isn't really. It's not. It's just getting lost in translation. Right. Okay. You see, because you, you flip it completely on its head. Right. You see, when you you know you think. Um. I mean, probably the most, the most, not one of, well, I don't know that it's one of the most common uses of the word, but certainly in a sort of a negative, well, not a negative way, it's a positive way, I suppose, is if a ship is sinking, Titanic, ah, ah, wherever you are, right? You know, <laughs> unless your name's Leonardo or whatever, what was the, what was the girl? Kate, right? Everybody else jumped off. They just stayed there and sang. <laughs> right. They abandoned ship, didn't they? They forsook the ship. Right? They left it alone. <laughs> it's the past tense of forsake. Forsook. Yeah? <laughs> Forsook. Isn't that right? That's good English, that, isn't it, Rebecca? You're good at English. Yeah, yeah, she's nodding. Right? Right? So they abandon, abandon ship, abandon ship. In other words, get away, get away, get away, right? But it's one of those interesting words that has more than one meaning, okay? Um, uninhibited, right? I'm going to write something else here now. I'm so, these words, you'll have to go away and translate them. Reckless. Okay? Is there? Is it? No? How do you spell reckless? Is there a silent W at the beginning? No. Now, very famously, on, I mean, sorry, I won't, I won't assume only the blokes paid attention to what happened on Sunday afternoon at Old Trafford. They had to abandon a football match, right? It's like, no, we're not going to do it. So there's all these negative connotations. So when, what's the German word for abandoned? You're not sure? Can you put it in Google Translate? Okay, so when you think of the word abandoned, I should have asked you this question before we had this discussion. Does it, on the sort of happy sad scale, where are you? Sad, okay. Really? Okay. So, right. Oh, okay. Excellent. So you're not, you're, you've now slipped into the happy scale from the sad scale. Okay. What about you, Colin? If I no, it's okay. If I said to you, what, abandoned. What's the first thing that comes into your head? Is it happy or sad? It's happy. Okay. Can you? Can you? From the point of view of. Okay. 
right. Oh, abandoned in him. Okay. Excellent. Rebecca, on the on the sort of abandoned. Happy, sad? Sad. Okay. All right. Yeah. Perhaps you should be sat here. <laughs> Sharon? Sad? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you should be doing the school, never mind teaching. <laughs> so is this actually being recorded? I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. Edit that, Colin. <laughs> so I'm, talk- I'm talking so, so softly. No one. Say again. Yeah, you're a band. You're, you're. Shall I write orphaned as well? <laughs> Phil? You're in the middle. Okay. Yeah, you, the, the thing is, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to treat it. As, Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, so the, the challenge is you, you, we, we put all this, all this in context and you don't just treat it as a sterile word like that. Good, bad, in the middle. Don't give me the right answer. Give me the real answer. <laughs> okay, have you got a, a, an equivalent word in German? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, how does it feel? Unprotected. Yes. Unprotected. Okay, yeah, all right. Does it, so does it feel good or not so good or good? Okay. So we've got a range of emotions here. See, because... It's really important that, for me, as a communicator, I use lots of words. And I know what I'm trying to convey when I use those words. But if you're, or a, if you or a, a, a circumstance in your life, all right, gives you a different response to such a word then we we just need to make it you know make it a safe place for everybody if that if your response is a negative one and mine is a positive one so in that song so i'll stand with arms wide and heart abandoned so what do you think he means there joel Houston, I think it was, who wrote it. Um, what does he, what is he getting at there? If he's saying, "I am abandoning my heart," right? It's like I'm not I'm not leaving it somewhere, am I? I can't I can't abandon. In that sense, I can't abandon my heart because you know, unless I get it cut out, <laughs> which isn't isn't a great idea. Right, so he, he obviously doesn't mean that. So what does he mean? Pardon? Self, yeah. abandoning myself. Okay, so I am abandoning myself to something, rather than being abandoned from something. Right, so we can be abandoned to as well as abandoned. From, could we say that? I'll stand with arms wide and heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave it all. So it's a really positive emotion or invitation, right? I'm just going to provoke you now. Do you think it would be fair to say Jesus abandoned heaven for earth? Well, he left it. He brought heaven with him. Mm. You see, it's it's just even in that little, you know, two lines there. We 
we have a, a potential debate, don't we? Because a lot of people would say, oh, he left. You know, the Bible says he left heaven's glory, right? And he came. Okay. Yeah. You see, the thing is, I, I agree with you 100%. And probably everybody agrees with you 100%. Okay. But, they, but we think we agree with you 100%. When it actually comes down to it, we've probably had lots of teaching that's been not quite on that page, right? And it's probably been more on the page of Jesus just did you this massive favor. You know, he could have stayed in heaven, right? But you were making such a, such a mess of your life, he had to come and, you know, clean you up. Yeah, that's the gospel. It's good news. Jesus came to clean me up. Except when Jesus came, I, hadn't, I, I wasn't here, so I hadn't made my mess. <laughs> um, but that's, that's for another day. That's not the subject. Um, but if his desire is for me, right, like we sang... And we'll, you know, we'll uh, we'll look at Song of Songs in a in a bit, right? His desire is for me. He's not going to leave the best bits of him in heaven, is he? Right? You know, and just send a bit of himself to come to earth because he's got to because we need fixing. You know, actually, no, he's coming willingly. In all his glory, in all his fullness. Because his desire is for us. So I want, the the reason I just wanted to sort of start there is because I want you to think of that word as a safe word, as a, a glorious word. Because there's, there's just so much to enjoy in my relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That to do anything less than, like, abandon myself, you know. You know, just completely uninhibited, 100, 150%, all in. You know, I'm sure none of you play poker, right? I love that bit in poker way. You think you've got such a good hand or you're good at bluffing. And you go, I'm all in. Like there's no turning back. This is it. If I don't win, I'm toast. <laughs> it's the end. <laughs> right? But I just want to be all in with Jesus. I don't want to be like keeping a bit just in case Jesus doesn't do what I need him to or it doesn't work out. No, come on. Let's just like... <sighs> Because there's no there's no other way really just to enjoy him other than that way. Um, now, someone who was abandoned in terms of his relationship with Jesus is the person that we're going to talk about today. Um, but by way of introduction, we're going to con- we're going to um, conduct a little straw poll. Okay, we talked last week about significant. Do you remember? Being significant. We talked a bit about Mary. Okay, so there's your start for 10. Mary. Okay, a significant Bible character. All right, and I'll get rid of the other ones, you know, that you're bound to say. Jesus, God, Holy Spirit. So apart from them, significant biblical characters. Who? David, yeah, we won't, any, any more, Moses, yeah, Moses, Abraham, come on, who, Joshua, oh, right, wow, Josh, you are, could be a long list, 
Paul. Come on. Noah. Noah. John. Okay. We could list all the books in the Bible that, you know, like, uh, who are, that, that are named after people, you know, like Hezekiah. No. Who? Jonah. Okay. Jonah. Hey. I'm going to be here all day, you know. Come on. Who? Isaiah. Joseph. Joseph. Okay. Matthew, Mark, John. No, no, no. Right. Okay. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty good, that. It's pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. So, can you name some other significant people? Sorry? Is that not how you spell it? This is an A. And there's still an E on the end. B-E-R-E. Okay. How do you say that then? That's bear. B-E-A-R. Oh, sorry. Okay. Beer. Right. Okay. Colin. Anybody, anybody wants to come and write their name on here? Yeah. In the list of significant people. Come on. Huh? What do you mean? What is that? All right. Significant. Okay. Let's make it to God. How comfortable are you at adding your name? (laughs) Rebecca, how comfortable are you at adding your name to this list? Right? I'm just posing a question, you know, trying to, you know, so I don't just stand here and, right? It's got to mean something, right? Joshua, extra significant, had a book named after him. Isaiah had a book named after him, right? But can you stick your name in there? Do you feel comfortable? Absolutely, absolutely, Beth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's that, it's that, it's the same old thing. You can think it all you like in here, but actually, is it making a difference? Is it really making a difference? Is it changing what's going on? You know, the how far is that? Centimeters. Come on, ten. 10 centimetres? I don't know. I'll show you the most significant 10 centimetres in your universe. Do you want to know know where they are? They're right there. It's it's in there. Your brain. Right? No, not, not, not not there. No, right? Gosh, it's just, it's, it's the best of us and the worst of us in there. Right, okay, so we're going we're gonna to talk a bit more about significant people and um, one, one person in particular. And in order to do that, I hope you've got a Bible, electronic or otherwise. Okay. Um, I want you to look up Acts. Chapter 13 and verse 22. Anybody know what it says? Anybody learn that verse off by heart? Acts 13, 22. 
Anybody found it? Session will be as long as it takes you to find all these verses. <laughs> Acts thirteen twenty two. Who's going to read it? Okay. Right. So we're going to camp here for a minute or two. We may get to some other verses, but this is just for me such a, a massive declaration. All right. So um, Paul is speaking here in Antioch. All right. And he's just he's just doing a bit of a timeline in terms of the history of the Israelites. So, verse 20, after that he gave them the judges until the prophet Samuel, then they demanded a king, so God gave them Saul, a man of the tribe of Benjamin for 40 years, but then he deposed Saul because Saul sort of lost the plot, and he raised up David to be their king, right? And so... So Paul is saying, this is God speaking. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will and carry out my program fully. <laughs> right? Of this man's descendants, this man's descendants, God has brought to Israel a saviour, in the person of Jesus, according to his promise. Whose descendants? Whose descendants? According to this man, which man? David. Right? David. Now, we're not worshipping David this morning, okay? We're just looking at his life as hopefully glean some uh, insights for us, okay? He raised up David to be their king, okay? Now, back then, it was up to the, you know, it was up to God who was king. So God told the prophet, right? And um, that was how it worked. Now, let's just back up. Let's give you a bit of the backstory. So, for the backstory, we go to 1 Samuel and chapter, let's just get this right, 16. Let's go there. So if you've got one, 1 Samuel 16. Now, very, very, very famous story, but you know, like last week, pretend you don't know it. Okay. Now, imagine an, an, an equivalent scenario. I can't sort of quite give you a one that works for everybody because we're all from slightly different backgrounds but let's 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 just assume for a second okay that our queen right who is going to be well she already is 90 she's had a real birthday aren't she she's having the the other one in a bit right so she's 90 okay so she's doing really well you know I don't know how much her booper bill is, but she's looking good on it. <laughs> They're keeping her in good condition. But 90, you know, sooner or later, we're going to need someone else to do the whole queen or king bit. Now, just supposing she's not got any kids, okay? We've got a bit of a problem. Got a bit of a problem. So, so Parliament passes this emergency law, right, that says due to the queen being, the king and queen, uh, the the Queen and Prince Philip being childless, the Queen has special power to choose who's going to be the next king to replace her, right? So all of a sudden, it's not about her producing children because she hasn't managed to do that, okay? So she's going she's gonna to choose the next king of England and the Commonwealth and, wow, the empire, right? Okay. So, right, how are we going to do this? Well, 
we'd better go we'd better go around the country and we'd better have a look for who we think would make a good king or queen. So um, she gets on the phone to uh, the leader of Trafford Council. Actually, she somehow she somehow gets hold of. Um, somehow gets hold of Timo Hack's phone number, right? Because, you know, there's a bit of history between English and German royal families, isn't there? So let's, let's see if there's any nice, nice Germans actually here. Like, you know, one of them could be king or queen. So, so, so the Queen's, the queen's um, PA phones up Timo. Okay, Timo, Queen's coming on Saturday. Like you to sort of put on a party, um, and uh, we're going to be choosing a choosing a new queen. I understand you've got some kids. Maybe one of them would be all right. Okay, right. So I'm just playing with you. All right. So Timo, Timo's like great. Well, it's not great actually because we're about to move to Germany, and the house is a tip. And the last thing I need is the queen to turn up. But anyway, queen's coming. So. Being, being German, he knows how to put on a good party. So um, he organises this incredible party and the Queen turns up. And the Queen says, okay, Timo, um, where's your kids? So, because uh, they, love, they love dressing up, don't they? Those kids. Right? It's Zara's birthday and we've gone to the shop and bought her a princess whatever dress. Right? And uh, they love dressing up. So you can imagine, can't you, Alana dressed up, you know, with her little tiara on. This is, this is my eldest, Alana. And the Queen's, hmm, very nice, hmm, very nice. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, hmm, no, I'm not sure about that. Have you, got, have you got any more? Oh, well, there's Emma, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Emma, a bit younger, but oh, just great personality and, and equally as beautiful. Um, got any more? No, 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 I don't think, no, 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 we've only got two, haven't we, Ruth? We've only got two, we've only got two kids, Ruth. And Ruth's going, what about Zara? Oh, no, 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 Zara's, Zara's up the road playing with Beth and, um, what's Beth's sister called? Huh? Sorry? Libby, she's, 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 she's up the road playing. I think you better go and get her. Go and get her. So walk up Rothburn Road. Zara, you need to come home. Queen wants to see you. Comes in. Zara, this is the one. So, you see, you read that story in 1 Samuel and Jesse... Right, Jesse the dad, he's like parading all his kids, isn't he? In front of Samuel's, Samuel's come, the prophets come to town, come to choose their king. Right? And Samuel's going, nope. Nope. <laughs> Got any more? Nope, not that one. <laughs> Got any more? <laughs> nope, not that one. I mean, it just is... Timo, you cannot imagine for one second Timo not having all three girls sorted ready, can you? It's just like, come on. And yet David, what does it say? Verse 11, chapter 16, 1 Samuel. Then he says to Jesse, Are all, is this all your sons? And Jesse goes, you, can, can you, you can't, I can't imagine it. I just, I, I just like that moment where he goes, oh no, I have got one more. <laughs> it's like, what? What? He says, there is one, the youngest, he's tending the sheep. Samuel says to Jesse, send for him. 
We won't eat until he arrives. Boom! Everything is put on hold until Phil gets there. Right? Everything stops until Nicola arrives. See, because you're significant to God. Now, that's not to put any pressure on David, right? David's like, sheepy, 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 hi, sheepy, right? Playing with his sheep, you know, doing what shepherds do. I don't know, right? Having a, having a ball, you know, writing some psalms, killing some bears, ripping some lions to bits, you know, all that stuff that he used to do when he was, you know, the youngest out in the field, right? Not caring the world. Right. And someone else says, time out. <laughs> Go fetch. Go fetch. Because there is somebody very significant who is not yet in our midst. <laughs> and we are not moving on until he's here. Now, Samuel... The beautiful thing, I mean, I, I hope I'm not taking liberties with the text here, right? All Samuel knows at this point is he's none of the ones he's seen yet, okay? So he says, have you got any more? Now, it doesn't say God's had a word in his shell like, right, in his ear. Yeah, Jesse's forgotten that, that little one that looks after the sheep. It doesn't say that Samuel knew that, okay? All Samuel knew is that it wasn't any of you lot, <laughs> right? Okay? Right, okay. So, we go and get David, and what happens? What happens? Verse 12. Jesse Sent and brought him. David had a healthy reddish complexion and beautiful eyes, was fine looking. The Lord said to Samuel, Arise, anoint him. Shh, he's the one. Right? So Samuel didn't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just reading what's written. Samuel didn't know until he turned up. Right? It's you. It's you. It's you. And I'll explain what I mean by that in a minute. Okay. It's you. <sighs> right? Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. So the Spirit of the Lord was on David from that day. Now, that's really important. Really important. How old is he at this point? He's a kid, yeah? He's the youngest. He's been out in the field, and the Spirit of the Lord <laughs> comes on him. Now, we're in the Old Testament, okay? So it doesn't, life doesn't work like it works now, all right? But in this context, in this period in history, all right? That day forward, the spirit of so the spirit of God's on, on David. Wow, David is the man of power for the hour. Okay, he is the king in waiting. Right, it's like you've got your you've got your ticket. It's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I've got my golden ticket. I'm going to be king. I'm going to be king. I'm going to be king. Right. So, what do you think? would be the... You see, you've got to pretend you don't know the rest of the story now. If that had happened to you when you were 14, <laughs> okay, what do you think you would have done with the next few years of your life? Or what do you think your dad would have done? Oh, no, David's going to be king, right? Okay, well, we'd better, like... You know, I, I've, I've heard, and I, I don't think this was the reason why I didn't do it, because I don't think I was good enough, but it was suggested to me when I was about 10 that I might 
be good enough to become a classical pianist. But I knew that kids, teenagers, who, who were training to be classical pianists didn't have much of a life other than playing the piano all day. <laughs> like hours and hours and hours, you know. And they kept protected and they're safe and, and they don't do anything that would damage their fingers. And, you know, you've like, you're on a mission to be a concert pianist. So, you're, like, normal life just ceases to happen. Um, so, like, Jesse's now got this son who's going to be king. He's had, the, he's had the whole, you know, olive oil thing on his head. <laughs> he's like... Ah, well, we better keep you. We better put you on one side then, and like you better not play with them rough lads down the street because they might get you into some trouble. Um, and like you're going to be king, my son's going to be king. <laughs> well, we don't know to what extent, if any, that happened. But if it were you, okay, what do you think you would do? with that promise how would you like go about doing life do you think you might adjust your behavior slightly yeah you might you might self-regulate in terms of actually johnny no you're not going to be good for my reputation however colin do you fancy going out for coffee colin's a good man to have around me when i'm king right and you start maybe thinking about what life's going to be like. Right? You get yourself organised. Or do you think, do you, do you think you thought, oh, I better start going to church. <laughs> I better start learning a few more verses out of whatever version of the Bible they had then. Because they didn't have this one, did they? <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you, but David didn't have all this. <laughs> so obvious in it but sometimes you think oh i wonder if david ever read that verse oh probably not okay um but there he is getting ready to be king and eventually he does get to be king right and he's the anointed one okay the spirit of god is resting on him so it's like well he's he's got it made then hasn't he He's absolutely got it made. He's the king. He's got all these people like doing everything he says. He can do anything he wants. He can pick fights anytime he likes. And all the soldiers go, yeah, come on, we'll go and slaughter people for you. We'll expand your empire. I had a great life being king, isn't it? But you are God's chosen um, person, anointed to lead that nation. So there's a bit of a responsibility, isn't there? You definitely say he was significant. Yeah? Okay. So he's really, really significant. And he's, he's doing a great job of leading this nation. And he's God's anointed person. Okay? And then what happens? Well, lots of things happen. But one thing that I want to talk to you about which you're going to pretend for a second you never knew this and it's going to come as a complete shock to you right because he's he's been anointed so he's the holy one right the king so 2 samuel no sorry yeah 2 samuel 11 there's this incredible story just pretend you don't know it right right you've never heard this story before in your life it's going to be news to you Breaking news. Scandal in the palace. Right? And in the space of 15 verses, some stuff happens. And I'm just going to write down what happens. Okay. And it would make a Hollywood blockbuster epic movie. Right? We get... A little bit of lust, which we'll put in red. Okay. And then, 
we get some adultery. <gasps> so he's definitely an 18, this film. Right? And then we get some deception. <laughs> and then we engage in some conspiracy. And then horror of horrors. Murder. Boom. Five chapters of my next Hollywood blockbusting book. As performed by King King David God's anointed <gasps> What What you saying How can this be How can this be What book are you reading? It's there. In the space of 15 verses. In 2 Samuel 11. God's anointed man of power for the hour. Lust, adultery, deception, conspiracy and murder. Hmm. If you were God, you wouldn't have written that script. Would you? What do you think Jesse's feeling at this point? Right? Father of the king. David, what are you doing? Dave! Dave! Dave, you're messing it up. Like, you know, you could stop there. Just stop there. Right? It's a bad idea. Do not pass go. <laughs> do not collect 200 pounds. Stop playing this version of Monopoly. Right? It's only going to end badly. But his passion is inflamed. And before we know where we are, boom! He sleeps with the lovely Bathsheba. And then it's just really awkward, isn't it? It's just really awkward. Excuse me, Dave. Bathsheba here. You know that little thing we did the other day? Well, I'm going to have a baby. Oh, dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh big dear. Alright, we need a plan. We need a plan. We need a plan. Get her husband back. Get her husband back. Get her husband back. But you see, he's a victim of his own success in that he's trained his soldiers to be so loyal to him. Right? Sleep in the doorway. Well, that's not going to work. You need to get in the bed. <laughs> but he sleeps in the doorway. Oh, 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 we need a plan, we need a plan, we need a plan, we need a plan. We'll have to get rid of him. But this is the anointed David, the one who's had the olive oil. Samuel, did Samuel get it wrong? Did Samuel not hear God? Right? Does Samuel need to come on our destiny and learn how to hear God? Because he obviously got it wrong. Because no, no anointed king would do this. Right? Now, why am I saying all that? Please, I hope you realize, I am not saying all that to give you license to pick one or more of these. And he says, it's okay. I'm anointed, but I can still, you know. That's not what I'm saying. Right? What I'm saying is, when Paul is explaining to these people who want to know more about salvation and what on earth is God doing, what's God doing, is God going to do, 
when he tells them the story, he talks about this guy, David, who was a murderer, was an adulterer, was uh, lustful, conspiring, deceptive, whatever. And how does Paul describe him? He describes him as a man after God's own heart. So was Paul deceived? Was Paul like... Um, Or is there a bit more to the story? I think there's a bit more to the story. Illustrate it in another way. Um, in uh, um, We've not looked at half these verses that we were going to look at, but we'll look at them at some, another time because we're nearly out of time. Um, so Paul, when he was explaining the story, talks about uh, God's anointed David, son of Jesse, right? Chosen to be king. We, in Altrincham, in Salem, Altrincham, are very blessed to have a scrap metal dealer Right, you know, you know, a per, a, a, it's a company that collects um, scrap metal, broken metal, broken cars. Right, they have a big place in Altrincham, and the name of this company, right, <laughs> sorry, is Davidsons. Right? Because it was started by a guy called David. And when his sons were old enough, they joined him in the business. So the business is called Davidson's. It's really clever, that, isn't it? It's really clever, right? So you name your business, you call it Colin, right? And then when Colin has his kids, his business is called Collinsons. Right? Davidsons. So, you're God and you're whispering in Matthew's ear, right? Matthew, right? Wrote one of the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, yeah? Did we put, was he a significant person? Did he get written down? He's probably one of these. Okay. So, Matthew, right? So, Matthew is one of the people who's going to forever enshrine some of the life story of Jesus. Yeah? Okay. So no pressure on Matthew, the script writer. No pressure, Matthew, to get it right. No pressure whatsoever. Because like billions of people are going to read your words until Jesus comes again. They're going to buy this book. It is, it is still consistently, right, the best-selling book in the world year on year on year. Right? This book. More copies of this book get sold year on year than any other book. So it's, you wouldn't mind that, would you? Oh, I got to write a chapter in the, in the you know, best-selling book of all time. So clearly you need to pay attention, Matthew, to what you write. Okay? So Matthew, Matthew is obviously a bit of a historian. So he wants just to, like, you know, lay the foundation. You know, it's good to lay a foundation when you start out writing your book, your chapter you know, your, your section of the book. So let's just lay it out. Okay, here we go. You ready? Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The book of the ancestry, the genealogy. Has anybody ever done their family tree? Trace the family tree. Okay. Back, 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 back. Right? So this is Jesus' family tree. You ready? The genealogy of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. The son of no 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 right. Well, you know, let's. Sorry, I'm playing with you. Okay, I'm playing. All right. If you were writing that, sorry, it's not rocket science. You'd put God 
wouldn't you? He's the son of God. He wants people. You know, he needs to be known. If he's the savior of the world, we need to let him know right at the beginning before, you know, so there's no um, misunderstanding. Let's make it really clear. We describe him as best we can. Jesus, the anointed one, the son of God. That's what we put. Come on. Except we don't. The son of, the descendant of David. And if you read through the Gospels, you will see repeatedly, right? When blind Bartimaeus is begging, what does he shout? He doesn't shout, Jesus, son of God. He shouts, Jesus, son of David. Right? Which shows me that Jesus obviously went around being referred to. Oh, yeah, that's Jesus um, Davidson. Jesus Davidson. (laughs) Right? I'm just being a bit silly, right? But that's like, you know. And obviously Jesus wasn't going around. No, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. You've got, if you refer to me, you've got to say God's son. You know that Jesus guy, God's son. But Bartimaeus is going, he's not going, Jesus, God's son, Jesus, God's son, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus is going, Jesus, son of David. Why am I, why, why, oh, why, oh, why am I laboring this point so much? Because God's chosen God's anointed you. Right? In Luke chapter 4, very famous words. Jesus goes into the synagogue, gets, gets given the scroll of the day, which is Isaiah 61, and he reads those incredible verses. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach good news. Right? And you have the anointed one residing in you, which makes you anointed, whether you like it or not, whether you want to be or not. Okay, you are anointed. You have been chosen. Now, this meat in the David sandwich, right? the bit in the middle that comes after he's anointed, after he becomes king, and then he has a bit of a... right. But then, hundreds of years later, Jesus is happy to say, yeah, I'm Davidson, yeah, I'm Davidson, right? Associating with him, right? God is happy to be associated with you. (laughs) Really? Yes, really, really. Because you're just as anointed as David was. You're just as chosen as David was. God says, hold it. We need to wait for Colin to come to the party. See, that doesn't happen to insignificant people. Happens to significant people like you and you and you and you and you and you. You are the significant ones, right? There aren't a load. Well, there are a load out there, but they're not. They're not going to, right? It's not. It's not about them. And you are. Okay, let me ask you another question, and we'll close with this. How anointed was David when this happened? Still anointed. 50%? 100%. Surely 70%. No? No negotiation. You know? Once it's done, it's done. Anointed. 
And we are. We are anointed. And it's not a pressure thing, right? The queen is the queen because, you know, dad died and it's her now. And until she dies, she's the queen, regardless of what she does. I mean, there could be some scandal, I suppose, but, you know, officially, she's the queen. And you're anointed forever, right? Forever. And his desire is for you. Always, 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 always has been, is now, right? Regardless of what you're doing, regardless of whether you're having a good hair day or a bad hair day or a no hair day, right? Or I wish I had more hair day, right? His desire. God is not a man that he should lie. Doesn't change his mind. Right? You glanced at him. Right? And Song of Songs. You t- it's, it's, it's preposterous enough. But you turned his world upside down. Because you realized who it was that was loving you. Ah. Ah. God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you love me. And that moment, right? Your, his desire is for you, right? Always, 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 always. It's got nothing to do with what you might do or not do, okay? It's all to do with who you are and whose you are. And it's a, you know, it's a drum that I'll just keep hitting every week. Because it's the only drum I've got, right? And when we begin to do life to the rhythm of that drum, which I love you, 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 I still love you, I always have loved you, I always will love you, you are amazing. And all that stuff that you've Perhaps been taught to never dare dream about yourself, right? Because the world would be so scarily amazing if we did. (laughs) This is your opportunity to be scarily amazing, okay? Giving you permission to believe all that stuff you've never dared believe about yourself, that you really are significant, that you you really are a history maker, that you really are changing the world (laughs) okay along with mother Teresa and you know whoever else you want to but you are because you're amazing and you're chosen and you're anointed and you know what God does with this what are you talking about What are you talking about? Love keeps no record of wrongs. 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 (laughs) Right? What are you on about? (laughs) Oh, but God, you know, you are... What are you on about? Oh, but go, 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 go. What are you on about? Right? Please, please, please do not remind him of stuff he forgot before life began. Right? It's a bit of a waste of time. Okay. What's more important is to be consumed. To be abandoned. Abandoned. Uninhibited, abandoned to him, abandoned in him. So God, I pray that we would learn what it is to live abandoned lives. Where we don't care. We don't fear. 
because we know how loved we are and we know how safe we are and how secure we are and how significant we are. <sighs> it's such a peaceful place and it's such a, just a safe place and it's a place where we can be braver than we thought it was possible to be. And it's an exciting place and it's a joyful place. And it's just full of all the good stuff. The message in John 10.10 says, Jesus came to give us a lavish life, right? And my prayer is that you enjoy the lavish life that Jesus died to give you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.